Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Good evening and welcome to this evening's episode of the Auto Know Better podcast. This is the Berardi and Coke where we'll be talking about the game against Swansea. I'm Gilly and I'm joined by Smarty. How are you doing, pal? Hello. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I'm all right. Do you know what? I'm all right, but I'll be better when... When I've got into a bit of this. Ah, yes, of course. What we, what's the uh, drink of choice this evening? It is Cruz Campo. Oh, very nice. Yes, very nice. Of Seville. Um, people so are starting it, to drink a lot of that at the minute, aren't they? It seems to be getting you can fun. get it more places now. I think that's all it is. <laughs> more places stocking it. Um, right, we I will get into an intro and then we'll get into the game. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> you look like fucking Brolin, you're a Leeds eating bastard. Or some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. You tensile player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. Does does that really uh, equate? Nothing spectacular, really. Out. Sorry. Get it tailed. Bugger off. I can hear the giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she just wants to be like daddy. That's all. She does. She just wants to say all that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, um, nothing spectacular, really. Well, if you look at the start. Let's focus on the negatives first and we'll finish on the positives. And there's a lot of positives to take from it. Negatives. Looking down the line and waiting for the ball and being offside. Dickhead. Oh, Dan James? Yeah. He's the last man. He's looking down the line. He's got to get that right, surely. I think that took... um... I think that took a bit of a deflection. Apparently, my, my mic's not turned up enough. So we'll just. I can turn some... mine down a little bit so we can equalise no, no, if we need. Some some folk in the comments are saying that I'm not loud, but it's probably because my little cherub has been dicking around with me microphone <laughs> yeah, yeah. this evening. Better. Is that better? Yeah. I... I'll do. I'll do one more just for good measure. 
Um, so yeah, um, when I've actually looked back at it, because I, I kind of did think, I thought oh, that that looked like. I mean, I would, I would obviously, I sit in the south stand, so I'm I'm a bit like pretty much nigh on parallel to it. So I, you couldn't see, but I thought that looked like it took a little bit of a nick. And if you actually watch the um, the, the replays of it, if you if you, you can watch the EFL highlights or whatever, it does look like it takes a slight nick off the off the off the defender. When Jorginho's crossing it in, so I don't actually think. I mean, I, I haven't seen another angle, so I can't prove my theory. But I don't actually think that it should have been offside. I think, um, I think, I think he was onside. I think it took a deflection. But you're right. I mean, you know, to say it's probably down to his speed. Maybe, maybe he got there a little bit too quick. But he is so no, quick. He, he can, he... he can give himself a little bit of extra pace. You know, he's waiting for the ball to come to him, so he could have waited for it. But, um, yeah. You know, Maybe we're being overly harsh, or maybe I'm being overly harsh, but it feels to me like if you're a winger that's coming in, you can watch everything that's going on between mm. Paul and you, and you, you, you need to be onside. He that did said, rifle it across, though, didn't he? I mean, he, he did, did get, he did hit it with some pace, like, so I suppose you had to get there enough, you know, in, in enough time to be able to get on the back end of it, but you know. Pfft. We're not professional he footballers. Did. I can't move what? as quick as Dan James, so I can't goal. really comment too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he made it, yeah, exactly. He made it count, or not so much. Or not so but much. Um, but you know, it, it, it ended up in goal, even if it were chalked off. And then you know, the the other side of things is um, what twenty thirty seconds later, it's in goal at the other end. Now, yeah. what a cracking assist from Stroke that is! I mean, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. I love a flick. Cushioned it flick right back. into his path. Mm. You know, he didn't even have to change pace. Um, <laughs> yeah, being slightly facetious, uh, it would have been naive. Smidge. It would have been naive, and you know, usually Rodon is there. And he just he just he was a few yards behind, wasn't he? Yeah. I think if he didn't have such a sexy pirate hairstyle and had more of a baldicus look like yourself, your good self, um, I think he might have got a little bit more on it. But he kind of like <laughs> like you said, he kind of just tried to. He obviously hadn't looked behind him, but why would he? Yeah. You know, they've they've lumped it forward. He's tried to flick it back onto Melia. He hadn't made a decent enough connection, and and their their effect, um their their attacker was about eight stone wet through. Has managed to get on the end of it. And to be fair, it's the first time. It's the first time it, and, and he's taking it very, very well. So you have to oh, kind of knock your cap to me because it was yeah. a hell of a finish for them. But really I, we were all still going, what, you know. I mean, did you go last night? I didn't, mate. No. Worked did you not go? Months, I'm afraid. So every, everyone were like, what the frigging hell's going on? That, that were, surely that were a goal, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, ping, they've scored. It's like, what the fucking hell? We were all like, <laughs> has, that, has, has that just happened? Has that actually just happened? You know, everyone were in shock. It were like, I mean, there were kind of a near silence um, going across the whole stadium, to be fair. We were like, what have we just witnessed? What the hell's just going on? <laughs> And then, obviously, uh, the chaos commenced with um, a lovely bit of interchange play and uh, a very well-taken goal by Mr. Piro, who surprisingly celebrated the way he did, actually. I kind of <laughs> half expected him to say that he literally left that club three, four months ago to, uh, to play, downplay his celebrations a little bit, but he didn't. He, he gave it full pelt and fair play to him. I'm all for that sort of kind of shithousery. And, but, um, you know, you look at it and you've got Piro scoring, you've got James scoring. It's got to hurt, hasn't it? Yeah. It has got to hurt. I think, t- to be fair, I mean, it, with the James thing, I mean, obviously Rodon played for Swansea as well before moving to Spurs, but with the Dan James thing, he, he, he's, yeah, he's been gone for a fair few years now, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's old news now, I suppose. And he's played he's played more games for us than he did for them anyway, by, by a fair margin, to be honest. I think he only played 33 games for Swansea in five years, I think, he was there, including a couple of years in youth setup. So I don't know, but I think with Piro, it's probably a little bit more raw, especially after, obviously, we're nicking him this season. 
um, and him going running away doing his, his old telephone <laughs> celebration, and, and then to, and then kissing Badge just to really really rub salt in the wounds. Kissing Badge <laughs> after three months, what a guy! Um, so yeah, I've seen I've seen a few people on on X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, kicking off and calling him a, a bastard and all that sort of thing. And how, how how dare he? It's a total lack of respect. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. Can, I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely all for it because I just know I just know if it were fl- if the you know the roles were reversed or whatever, we would be absolutely furious. Fuming. Absolute but absolutely fuming. furious, but you know it, that's what it is. It's what's uh, it's what makes it a little bit more enjoyable than t- I suppose of football. But yeah, well, and that's part of the edge, isn't it? And you look at you know Norwich took plenty of players offers before that. Spurs took players offers, and you know being on the other side of it, it's it's not it, it's a much nicer place to be. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pirokis in the badge, James. We're, we're tapping the badge as he he celebrated as Dan well. Dan James you know? loves it though, doesn't he? I mean, he absolutely loves being at Leeds. He, he loves he being at Leeds, and you know, you could see he was absolutely heartbroken when he went to Fulham on loan. Um, but it's actually nice. I mean, obviously that one of his doing it, it was Jesse Marsh who sent him away, won it, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't really comment too much about that. You know, he didn't like to play with wingers, and we had quite a few, so someone had to go. I mean, if he brought he brought uh, Nonto in. You know, off the back of Dan James going on loan to Fulham, so it wasn't all too bad. But it's nice to have him back because he's, he's effective, and at the end of the day, he's one of his most effective players, and he's and he's playing really well. His his form's right up there, so you, you can't you can't knock what his his contributions are at the minute. Dan James, really agreed, and and let's not talk um, Marsh up too much for bringing in non talkers. Um, and and I, I will say I said the same. <laughs> he said he wasn't ready, um, but yeah, um, yeah he uh, he had the. Uh, he had the impact that we were looking for, didn't he? Did did, did little Willie? But um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the celebrations. And I think if you if you so if you look at the first half, obviously first ten minutes, which um, unfortunately for Scooby he missed. <laughs> Just popping up this one, uh, Scooby says I missed the first ten minutes. One all and one disallowed. Feck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. But yeah, I I think it's 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 one of them where sometimes it's just a case of. Can I, 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 how do we catch? How do we catch breath here? It's just, it's just insane. Um, mm. But if we just touch on, uh, maybe, maybe it's a negative aspect. But if you just touch on the crowd, as I've said, work commitments. Mm. I, I wasn't able to be there. Uh, obviously, we're on telly, so uh, got to watch it. But in the crowd, did it feel as flat as it maybe came across on TV? Yeah. Um, I've said this a few times. I think this season, where I don't think that the atmosphere this year has been good at all. In fact, it's it were pretty poor last year, but this year, it's, and it's funny because we are playing really, really well. You know, we're, we're right up there. We, we're in for a shout for for automatic promotion. Understandably, last year we were poor. The the, the football were poor. Um, the, obviously, that and that meant the, the results were really poor. We'd lost Bielsa. We had Marsh at the helm. You know that the the twenty twenty three on a on a whole has just been absolute shambles, and it? it's just been a shit show from start to finish. Losing Bielsa in February, and then getting Marsh, and then Gracia, and then Allardyce. It's just been an absolute <laughs> shit show. But yeah, the, the the atmosphere this year has been really really poor, and it's surprising actually because we are like I say we are playing well, um, and we are getting results, and I just can't I can't put my finger on it. I mean, a lot of people um, have said it's because the football's boring, which is a 
wonderfully out there take. I mean, I mean, people will obviously have their own opinions and things, but I don't think the football's boring in any way, shape or form. In fact, it's the most enthralling, thrilling fucking football I've had, well, <laughs> certainly in the last 12 months before, that's that's for sure. Um, sorry, 12 months, nine months, whatever the, the season is. But yeah, other people have said, oh, it's because it's a Tuesday, it's midweek, but it never used to be this poor when we used to play Tuesdays before, when we've been in the Championship or Wednesdays, etc., Fridays and, and stuff in the Premier League. and It's never been this bad, but I cannot put my finger on it. I really, really don't understand. I don't know why. Because even like Road we... lights, and maybe I'm remembering Champions League days, which obviously are very, very different, but Ellen Road and at lights... I've always really liked it. It's, mm. it's been some a bit special to me. Yeah, I think everyone does. I think everyone prefers um, a, a, a night game to, to an afternoon game. D- don't know what it is. Like you say, maybe it's the lights. You know, who, who knows? Um, it was nice, crisp, cold evening. I mean, I love it. I prefer it much, much prefer it when it's colder when it's than when it's warm. I know I'm a small minority probably, but I really do. I like wrapping up and going and watching watching a, a decent game of football. But yeah, I really just can't put my finger on it. Um, obviously, um, we, you know, maybe some people in the comments can can add their opinions to it and, and potentially why it might be the case. But no one that I've spoken to so far can really highlight or kind of conclude as to why it's so poor. I really don't know. So there's a lot of, well, I say a lot, maybe I'm overestimating, but there's been certain comments I've seen on Twitter that's talked about the atmosphere and it's talked about um, if it's not with Somerville or Ruta, then it's kind of pedestrian. And we're just passing it around at the back. We've got mm. we've got control of the ball, but we're not really doing anything with it. And it's it's it'll take five minutes. Then we get it into one of them two, and then we we look like we come alive. And because it's slow, 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 fast, something's happening, and then slow again, it, it kind of kills the crowd off. Um, I think I think as fans, if that's the case, we've got to get over ourselves. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's effective. You know, we're third in the league. We were, we we had a. If you think we had a nightmare start to the season, and, and we didn't know what the squad were going to look like, who, who we were going to have playing for us through the season, and Farkas come in, and let's be fair, he's done a miraculous job to get us to where we are now. Absolutely. Um, and, and you look at it, and and we will come on to it in a little while, but. Um, you know, Leicester aren't as far ahead as they were, or, or as they could have been after last night. Um, and uh, you know, we, we we're in touching distance, and the, you know we've beaten Swansea. All right, Swansea have, have struggled so far this season, but in actual fact, the the history that we've got against them, you know, we we all remember the Pablo bit and, and that sort of stuff, but. We've tr- struggled to break them down in the past. We've struggled to get the points against them. Um, and we beat them 3-1 last night. And we were in control. And I think it's a case of we, we've, we've just got to liven up a little bit and, yeah. and recognise that it's not going to be champagne football 100% of the time because yeah. that only happens under true genius. And you can't have true genius yeah, at the helm of your club uh, 100% yeah. of the time. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. effective. It's working for us. And you know, get on board and enjoy the ride. Mm. But like you say, you, you've already alluded to the fact that you know the, the the atmosphere goes hand in hand with the football that's on display, but it also goes with the the away fans. And I mean, yeah. this is no slight on the Swansea fans because we know obviously it's a hell of a it's a hell of a journey. Although I believe that we probably would have sold out, you know, but that's us, you know, Leeds always take more, blah, 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 whatever your fucking narrative <laughs> is. But yeah, I think, you know, there were, a, I dare say, a couple of hundred Swansea fans and they just aren't going to make that much noise. 
Um, you can barely even hear them when they scored, and then I sit right next to them. You know, so if yeah. you're not getting that kind of you know interchange of, of banter with the with the, with the and the, and obviously the the bits of singing that that both sets of fans do, you, you're going to lose your atmosphere like that anyway. I think that um, obviously in the first ten minutes it was rather hectic. Well, especially especially the first the first uh, five minutes when we obviously there were two goals scored. Well, three if you include the one that we we were obviously disallowed, but. Um, I think for a, for a small period as well in the first half, when it seemed to get a little bit um, rowdy in in certain pockets of the of the stadium, because we we seemed to maybe over fifteen minutes get a bit get a bit slack and losing concentration a bit. And Swansea played decent football at times, and they and they pressed in in in, in quite quite effectively as well. They, they put us under the cosh for, for I'd say for probably for a good fifteen, maybe even twenty minutes. When I half expected us to concede again, because I thought these have got the tails up and they're actually playing really good football and they, and they they're keeping possession really well as well. So there were a, there were a brief moment. I think Ampadu wasn't really covering himself in glory either. He were he were being a little bit sloppy and a little bit. I don't know. He wasn't very Ampadu ish. And then, of course, he played that absolute blinding ball through <laughs> to Rutter, and the rest is history. And, and you know, to go into one at half time after that sort of you know weathering the storm of the fifteen minutes where they were really taking it to us, and obviously um, going in at two one at half time, that's that's a real that's a real plus. Um, and then in the second half, they didn't really get a sniff, did they? I think that were it. Then I think you, you kind of got the the feeling that they'd kind of just given up in second half, especially after the third goal. Dan James slots it in and you didn't really hear a peep from them. It was kind of just like, right, we'll just we'll just play this out as it is. Um, yeah, obviously. and then their gaffers alluded to that, Mike, uh, Michael Duff. Um, oh, is it? I've not, I've not seen yeah, any of the interviews. So. He, he, um, he, he spoke about conceding poor goals at poor times. And I think if you look at the, the timings, you know, we scored not long after they did and we scored right on the cusp of our time. And if you're going to pick out a time to score, it's going to be when your opponents have just gone ahead. You want to score then. You know, you want to, you want to peg it back. Yeah. And if it's one all, you want to score just before half time because it changes the entire makeup of the half time team talk, the decisions the gaffer might make, um, and it forces the uh, the opposition to do something about it. Um, I think um, just as an extension of that and the comments that Michael Duff made. Um, he said Ellen Road is not a place you can come and just sit deep and, and try and hurt them on the break. You've got mm. to come here and play football. And, a lot of and teams that's do, one of the, Well, that's one of the strangest comments I've seen because the teams that frustrate us and the teams that sit deep and go, come on then, what have you got? Rather than trying to play against us and, and allowing us to play through the lines and allowing us to, yeah. to press them because we know that there's a high chance of us winning the ball at some point, somewhere, rather than them uh, uh, just just countering with the, the the forwards, those are the sides that we actually do really well against. So it yeah, it yeah. was strange to me that they played in such an open fashion in the first half. And mm. yeah, all right, it got it got their noses in front, but how long for? And and then we were able to hurt them. Um, so that seemed a bit naive to me. Um, from a, a feeling of the way that the game was going um, through that first half and into the second. Did it feel like they had an actual foothold in the game throughout? Not throughout, no. But like I said, that 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 small period of time in the in the first half where they seemed to—I don't know whether they changed tact or whether they they were trying to sniff us out or or what—but they seemed to be holding onto the ball a hell of a lot better. Their interchange of play was very very good. The the little passing and movement and stuff—we seemed to be all at all a tither with it really we were like they just we just completely lost a shape we were still managing to obviously keep them out but 
they were really effective with how they were keeping possession of the ball as well. And that's not really something I ever watch out for, really. I don't really watch a team, or a, specifically not a, an opposition team, and how they're actually playing their game. Not not a lot, but I, I was actually watching them a lot closer last night, and I was quite impressed. Um, their number 33, I, I think he's called um, Bashi Humphreys or something like that. I think he's a Chelsea. I looked him up. He's a Chelsea kid on loan. Um, on loan there, and I thought he, I thought he played very, very well. He was doing some sort of weird kind of, yeah. He was doing some sort of like weird little dance thing warming up, and I, thought, I went to one of the lads. I went, who the fucking hell is this knobhead? What you know? <laughs> what does he think he is? And he actually, he wasn't, he wasn't a bad player. Um, but yeah, in 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 little in little bits, I was quite impressed with how they play. They certainly don't play like um, where the obviously the the league position would 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 you know show. I mean, I think the seventeenth there. 18th maybe even might even be lower uh, than that i think 18th. there are a couple of places yeah they certainly don't play like a team that's in you know in 18th position so They're one I, point no, ahead of huddersfield who were 21st i've no doubt that they will climb the league especially if they play like that a little bit more it's just a shame that they don't have a decent enough striker because we slapped him we absolutely <laughs> i mean there is that we but, you swiped know, the, the, him the, a few months ago the one point ahead of huddersfield in 21st but uh by that same token they are uh, Blackburn is seventh on twenty-eight, and Swansea have got twenty. So that's just how tight yeah, it is at the moment. Yeah, it's very, very yeah, tight, isn't it? Men's. It is. Those those three teams at the bottom. I mean, I think it's safe to say that Rotherham. Well, maybe not Rotherham, but Sheffield Wednesday. Phew. Yeah, they I think, fucked it. You know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Which is really surprising, given how well Switch are doing as well. I yeah. think Rotherham might struggle, but you never know. Um, they don't. They don't play too bad. I think their their home form is obviously a lot better than their away form. So if they can keep that kind of ticking over, it maybe, is. But I'm, if you look at the goal difference, there's only one goal difference between yeah. them and Chef Wednesday, and it's just yeah, horrendous. Yeah. So you know, I, I think out of them, QPR, maybe. I, I I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think the bottom three. I mean. Fingers crossed, Huddersfield drop into there, but the bottom three, I think, will probably see stay the same all season. Rotherham and QPR might swap places, but I think I think we're looking at the bottom three. See, there Town now got a decent down. result against Sunderland, you know. They did, yeah, they did. Town out of bad, Town out of bad setup, really. You know, there is a good this this, and you Probably hear people though, saying it all the time. Yeah, of course it would be it'd be hilarious. I mean, Wednesday and Town to go down, it'd be, it'd be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes we have to take a step back and realise that there are a lot of quality teams in there. And it only it only takes a little bit of quality, a few additions of, of, of good players. I mean, we're absolutely brimming with, with good quality players. But, you know, the, the teams, you know, maybe from like, I don't know, sixth or seventh down, they've, they've all been in here for, for a fair amount of time. And they have got little pockets of quality, whereas our, our squad is literally brimming with it. So you would expect yeah. our squad to go and, and beat these kind of teams. Yeah. But every now and again, you know, your Huddersfields, your Rotherhams, your Sheffield Wednesdays, they will put in a decent performance against you, which may take you by surprise, whether that's us and others, Leicester again, you know, other teams getting maybe complacent and, and not really taking it seriously. And them teams will bite you in the ass because, you know, they're absolutely up for it. I mean, you're, let's you're, talk about it now. Chef Wednesday last night. Exactly. It, it's unreal. Who saw that coming? Especially no when once Leicester got the noses in front, you're thinking, well, that's, that's that one done then. Exactly. You know, it's um, it's, it's mad. Um, we had a couple of people um, DM, well, not DMing us, uh, tweeting myself and you, actually. I think he's a Leicester fan, wasn't he? After we drew with Rotherham and stuff like that, giving <laughs> yeah. us some shit. After, uh, <laughs> after saying that, didn't we call Winks, not a fraud, but we just said he wasn't as good as Ampadu? And then he turned around and said, "Some Rodri, 
Oh yeah, that would. Yeah. He, <laughs> he said he was Rodri. He was comparing Winks to. He was saying he was the championship Rodri, wasn't he? That yeah. Was <laughs> fucking hell, dickhead. And we were just um, like, he's not even best bloody player in the league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's just, yeah. So. I, I mean, he's mental, absolutely mental. But um, I, I think you are right. You know, if you touch on on Ampadu, and yes, absolutely, that the the ball that he played to Ruta was was. was Unreal. I mean, the touch to bring it down and kill it the way that he did, perfectly into his his own path. He's he's just he's, he's absolute filth. It really is yeah, filth. Yeah. And then, and then to put it away, which has been his undoing so far this season. He's been good at getting into positions with the ball at his feet, but then it's it's it, you know it's it's all over the place. He, he yeah. didn't make any mistake at all last night. And and but um, you know to talk about Ampadu, I, I think that was one of the poorer games I've seen him have. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know. It, somebody said in the comments earlier on. Um, in fact, it's it's Scooby. I'll just pop it over there because you, thankfully, you'd start it. What happened to all the Dot Burn Arch out talk? That's all just disappeared. There's good ball by him, but they did just stand off him and let him. Mm. I think there is a a, a bit. And, and, and I dropped quite deep there. You, you, they weren't pressing yeah. that high at that point. You know, so no, there were only one of their players in our. Half. I didn't realize it when Ampadu at first. I thought it would Rodon that had played it over because he was sat that deep. Um, yeah, but yeah, let, let's be fair though. I mean, we're, we're judging Ampadu by Ampadu's standard. You know, we, we've said that it wasn't one of his best games, but he still played well. You know, we, yeah. we 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 hold him in such high regard now because he keeps putting these these really competent, really good performances, um, and they're just consistent. He's just consistently good. You know, yeah. so he still played well, but just probably not as good. I mean, you look at Kamara; even he had a wobble. I mean, he were he were partly at fault um, in the in the Rotherham goal that they scored. The, all these players do have a little tiny mistake in them, and just unfortunately, when you're at the positions that they're in, those little mistakes sometimes jumped on by the attacking team, and, and, we, and we concede from it. You just, it's just one of them things. We're, we're not playing Champions League football here; we're, we're playing in the Championship, and this is a relatively new team. Still, we've yeah. we've got to remember that we're only a few months into this season; we're not even halfway through yet. So, you know, we've got to bear that in mind. I think. I think Piro, another one, I think he's getting better each week. He seems to be getting more involved with a lot more stuff. I think he's kind of found his rhythm now. He's found his role within the team. Um, Somerville just is just an absolute joy to watch. And to be fair, I know I know we've said it before when we were playing, we were playing in the Premier League. He's, he's, he's good and he's, his future is very, very bright. But down here in the Championship, he's just an absolute cheat code. As well as Rutter, you know. Um, obviously, his price reflects that, maybe. But you know, when you're looking at, at Somerville, he's just he's just phenomenal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mm. 
And I just hope we manage to keep hold of him for the rest of the season. I half expect him to go in the summer, perhaps. <laughs> but if we, especially if we don't get promoted. But yeah, yeah, we just we need to keep the quality players around him. And maybe the thing is, I don't know where we'd improve. I don't know who's out there. I mean, obviously, I'm not a scout, but I don't even know where we'd improve if we were to bring a couple of uh, people in. We've got two loan uh, positions able to be filled that we've purposefully left unfilled, but I don't even know where we'd go with it. I mean, if you could, I mean, we've probably digressed maybe slightly, but if you could bring in an, an extra bit of quality, where would you where would you put it at the moment? Um, well, I think so. It, yeah, it, it's it's a, a challenging question. I think. Um, when you look at the fullback situation, uh, Byram had a bit of a tweak and we missed him. We really missed him. Yeah. And let's be fair, crunching tackle on halfway Absolute line. What a tackle, tackle that is. And we tackle. scored not long after that because that was just before yeah. Dan James's goal, the, the one that stood. Mm -hmm. um, so Sam Byram's actually been a bit of a re revelation. Uh, and um, I think uh, that you can't really overstate that because... So many people, and again, I'm going to put my hand up, had kind of written him off before he signed, thinking, what on earth is he doing back? You know, never go back and all of that sort of shit. Tail end of his career, he's not going to have the legs. Is he going to have the fight? Absolutely, he's blown those doubt doubters away. And uh, But when we don't have him, we are struggling. Furpo's been out a long time. Yeah. He's, not, he's not having much impact when he comes on. Um, Gray's doing well. I like Gray yeah, in the middle. Well. I mean, uh, to be fair... Kamara and Ampadu, uh, they're doing well enough to to not be of a concern. Um, but I like seeing Gray in the middle as well. He's doing all right at, at right back now. I, again, I detracted and said, uh, you know, after these first couple of games, I'm like, well, he's not a right back, so you've got to give him some yeah. leeway. Um, but it, it, it's rare that now you look at him and go, you've not had a, a good game at fullback. You're thinking, yeah. no, you're doing perfectly well. But I think cover there. When you look at Ailing, and Spencer's been out a long time. He, he's had, what, 10 mm. minutes for us? He looked great. For, uh, Spencer to come straight back into the team and uh, obviously Ailing to be left out, though. That says a it lot, is. doesn't it? It, it? And it does. Although, having said that, Farker's been quoted today as saying that uh, Ailing might um, land an extension, which, again, is strange based on the fact that he didn't get in the match based squad last When's night. When's his contract run out? I think it might be end of season. Um, and they're talking mm. about the potential for a one year, um, but maybe that is because he's dropped off in training a little bit. Maybe he's um, he, he's not quite as motivated as he would have been if he were in the first team and whatever else. But it, it's difficult without being able to see exactly what's going on. Um, but I, I think maybe um, a, a Dallas that can play a left or a right and do either well. Um, in fact, you know, is that Byron? <laughs> so, yeah. are you are you bringing in somebody? I, I I think a lot of it does hinge upon Jed Spence's fitness, and mm. if they're expecting that that's just a one-off, it was just um, a, a short-term thing, and there's no concern, then you are actually struggling to find an area of weakness in the side. You you look at the wings, and you've got Anthony and Nonto to come on for James and. Um, uh, and Jimmy, um, Jimmy and Nonto can both play centrally if they need to. Yeah. Um. You, uh, um I, we won't talk. I about think. I think we'll probably. I think we'll probably lose Nonto in in uh, in January. I, I think, think a well, lot of it depends if not on how for much. a loan. Yeah, yeah. If not for a loan, um, I think maybe, and um, we may bring in someone else. Um, I don't, I don't know about him, but like you say, I'm struggling. I think a few people in the comments have said, you know, maybe a number ten, but that means we're we're losing Piro out of his position, and 
you and I've said this before, and I'm going to re-quote myself. You don't change a winning team. You know, to, just to go out and get someone who's better on paper doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to perform better on the pitch or in that role within that squad. You know, you, you could go get fucking Zinedine Zidane. He might not chuff in play as well as well. Obviously, you want a number ten, but you, you get you get where I'm going. Um, he might not play as well as Rutter or or, or Piro will in the, in those roles. You just don't know. It's a gamble. Um, and then obviously you're gonna if if you get someone to potentially replace Piro who has done nothing wrong in my opinion then you're going to upset the, you know, you're going to upset the whole flow and the whole dynamic of the squad. So you have to be really, really careful with doing something like yeah. that. You, you um, do. And is a 10 coming in going to be able to be a goal threat in the same way that Perot is? Exactly. Because the interchanges between the 9 and the 10 that they've got going now, I think he's, he's benefiting and growing with every game. I think yeah. they're, they're... Well, you just look how the whole four... That dynamic, you know, you, you Dan James, you Somerville, Rutter and Piro, those four play so well together. You throw a completely random player in at this point, they may not be, they may not, you know, perform as well. Jade Anthony slots in quite nicely, as does Nonto. I, I dare say Nonto's probably doesn't fit in as well as the others do. It, it, to me, Nonto doesn't offer as much, especially as much as Somerville. Um, so, I mean, um, I'd actually forgotten because um, I was going to mention it tonight and then I've forgotten about it and you've just reminded me that um, a, a, a mate of mine sent me a, a stat earlier that had been tweeted by Graham Smith um, and between Ruta Piro, Somerville and James they've scored 41 and 18 Mental <laughs> just, uh, sorry, just... um, no, no sorry not scored uh, 41 goal contribution so that's the okay, yeah, we're going to say when it comes yeah, in, in contributions He's, he's just—it is crazy, and um, you know the level of impact that they're having, and the fact that you've got other players to come into that side that are of a level. Um, Effective, you know, Effective it, it, players. Yeah. Anthony's played particularly well at this level in the past. Uh, Nonto's got a high ceiling. You know, if if either of them—I mean, especially Nonto—if he was to leave, then he'd be commanding a, a significant fee. Um, so the fact that we've got them to rely upon, and obviously Sir Pat of Banford to come on up front, is just. Hmm. If you look at um, the sides that we're going <clears> up <throat> against, if you look at Ipswich, for example, I think they're going to really struggle through the period of um, January, where um, the Asia Cup and the African Cup of Nations and so on yeah, start speaking yeah, in and are. start losing. And players. also the injuries, because the the amount of games that they're going to be coming thick and fast. You know, yeah. their squad depth. I dare say, I mean, obviously they will have squad depth, but the quality in Ipswich. Um, in the There's a sharp squad. drop off from their first eleven. Very, very much, very much so. So when you're relying on these other players to come in, the performances are going to be hampered by these standings. Um, so you know, I can't. Which we've been switch. through. You know, how, yeah, how long did we go through having two midfielders in the entire squad? Well, exactly. You know, we we've I mean, been through at, that without the squad depth. Look at the end of the 21-22 season. Um, you know, when Bielsa got sat because we were having to play frigging kids every week. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. just we've been there, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, in a, in a greater spotlight of the Premier League, you know, down in the Championship, you, you're hidden away, kind of in the depths of it all. But you know, when you when you're playing higher leagues in front of you know potentially million millions millions of audio, you know, of, of audiences worldwide, you know, it's you, you're scrutinised for it. Um, but fucking hell, yeah, I think I think once this Africa Cup of Nations gets gets going, I think we're going to see a lot. How many players do Leicester lose to it? There's know? a potential of seven. The likelihood really? is four. Yeah. That many? So the likelihood is four. But there's a potential wow. of seven if they all yeah, get called up. Yeah, but even four. Even four. Yeah? That's a lot. Far, far from lot. their 18. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily their, their starting, 11, starting but, 11. But it will impact. It, it will be of impact. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see if they can, you know, can they sustain going through Christmas and New Year, which we know the games come thick and fast at this level, but then continue sustaining through January. You know, it's a six-week period. It's a cup of nations. Um, so being yeah. able to sustain from mid-December through Christmas, through New Year, and then through that six-week period beyond that to the, to, to mid-Feb towards the end of Feb, um, if if they're there at the end of February, I don't see them getting caught. Um, yeah. But if if they're in a position where they have a wobble through that period and they've lost players, you know, they they drew with Chef Wednesday last night, who were rock bottom of the table. Um, yeah, so did we. And arguably, you know, yeah. you listen to our fan base, we're the best team in the league, blah, blah, blah. You know, some will say that we aren't. <laughs> like, Jay will say, we, we, we fucked it and we're just going to end up in playoffs. You know, it's, you, you know, there's that many different opinions. But the thing is, if, if Leicester do find themselves struggling, they will have a, a little honeypot to be able to dip into should they need yeah. to, re, you know, replace these players. They're, they're going to go shit or bust, aren't they, in January? Especially with the with the potential of, of going up, you know, the... the, the I mean, what is, the, what is their lead now? Is it eight points again? Is it back down to eight points? Seven. In front? Is it seven behind them? And f- no, I think we're seven. No, no, it's no. They're four. only one point in front of um, Ipswich. Oh, yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, I think it's... It, 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 yeah, one, one point to Ipswich. Uh, yeah, no, to be fair, I think we're seven behind Ipswich, so we'll be eight behind Leicester. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think they'll go shit or bust. And if, like I say, if, if these... African Cup of Nations players or absentees are having that much of an impact on the squad, then they will have the money and the resource to be able to yep. bolster their their roster and, uh, and do whatever they need to do. As <laughs> as will we, hopefully. You know, the same can't be said for Ipswich because they don't have the money to do that. So yeah, at yeah. that point in the season, you'd like to think, right, this is where we're going to go. We're going to add, add little additions here, and Leicester will probably do the same. Southampton might even do, and you you may well see Ipswich start to just drop off a little bit then. But then again, West Brom have come out of nowhere as well. You know, see, so you can't you can't write anything about this league. You can't put you can't place your bets or edge your bets on anyone in this league because it's that open at the minute. You know, it is. you're not going to really see anything set in stone until way after Christmas, well into the New Year. That's when I, we'll I, see. But mid Feb to March, yeah, when I'm going to say about February up towards the end of the season. Yeah, that, that's that, that's when you know, uh, aside being consistent through that period and then beyond, that that's when you'll start seeing them take shape, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I, the, but... uh, the proclaimers in the comments uh, and has said that um, the Leeds uh, game against Ipswich is a six pointer. That will be a really important game. That and that's only in a, uh, four weeks, is it? Ipswich game, four weeks or so. Uh, I think it is. Might be slightly more. You know, I'm a man it. of the man of facts. I will find out whilst you are <laughs> talking. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 fine. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think um, you know you, you you touched on West Brom there. Yeah, it's twenty third. Three points behind us. Twenty third, we play. It's in five games. Yeah, um, so it yeah. will be a big one. But you know, by then we might well be in front of them. By then we might have dropped some more points, and and they haven't. Yeah, yeah it it it, yeah, it'll, it changes so quickly, mm. um, and nothing's won the way Leicester fans have, or some Leicester fans have gone wrong is nothing's won this side of Christmas. Nothing's won this side of March. Um, no. You need, you need to get beyond that. It, it's so easy to fall We're living away, proof of that. Exactly. We are absolutely yep. living proof. Um, and, and what was it that was said that no side at Christmas top of the league has, has not got promoted. <laughs> um, Leeds said, hold my beer. Well, before we fucked it up completely, that, that stat, I think it were like the last 12 successive seasons or something. Yeah, but do you know who it was that brought that duck before that? Who? Us. Oh, really? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking when that, when will that have been? Oh, I don't Christ know if that was. It's a shit start anyway. Fuck it. No, it can't. I remember. I no, no, no. I thought it were twelve seasons. I remember being there or thereabouts under McDermott. We had a really, really good start to his first proper season, but since then, yeah, under Monk we were shit for the first four or five games. No, we in were. fact, he were yeah. he were near, he were nearly sacked. I think there were talk of him getting booted, weren't they? When when he first took over, Christensen, we did all right. Yeah, but, um, and he was a nice guy. He was all right, yeah. wasn't he? He was all right. Um, he was just. Uh, I think. I think it was the wrong time for him. Um, yeah. do, do you know what? I, I don't know where it's come from, but um, one thing that I, I did quite enjoy last night was um, uh, Balassi. Uh, <laughs> they're they're it, it chanting was, about him. Uh, well, not just they're chanting about him, but you know, he, he came on and he just had a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, the game had gone. They, they weren't going to get back into it at that point. We were well in control, but you know, he, he just he came on and he just enjoyed having a kick about. I think it's been about six years since he had six years, six months since he's had a, a decent game. Um, so being able to come on at Elland Road, first game back, uh, he just went on and enjoyed it. I, I just I like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's not so bad. Um, Bryn has popped up and said Simon Grayson. You were under Grayson. Oh, were it Grayson? Yeah, it probably yeah. was actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, so I think um, just co- going back to the game then. So you've mentioned a few players, and and we've spoken about the goals. Uh, we probably haven't spoken enough about Dan James's actual goal. I, I thought that he, he took it really well. Uh, we did speak about um, Byram's challenge on on halfway line to kind of set that up. But just in terms of the overall game and putting you on the spot to pick a man of the match, where would where would you hang your hat? My man of the match. Um, would be Jorginho, I think. Yeah, I think he had a very, very good game. Made a, a real nuisance. Obviously, he was unfortunate to not get an assist uh, at the very, very beginning of the match, but then took his goal really well. And I think he hustles really well. He plays. He play, he's playing some really, really good stuff at the minute. It's always going to be a, a, a bit of competition between those kind of players, you know, your Somervilles and stuff, because they just they're just so effective. They are literally they're not carrying the team. But they're, they're so dynamic and they're so, you know, just electrifying and just such a pleasure to watch. You can't, everything else kind of like fades into the background, doesn't it? Because you, like you've said, you know, as soon as uh, Rutter pick up the ball or Somerville pick up the ball, even to a degree, Dan James, you're kind of on your edge of your seat thinking, ooh, something could happen here. Yeah. Whereas when you're watching Kamara and you're watching Ampadu, it's all nicely controlled, solid, you know, just just great performances. But there's, it's just, there's not that spark that you get from Somerville and Rutter. So I think probably unfairly they will always have that little bit of an edge, but I think certainly um, you know where, where credits due. I thought I thought Jorginho played very very well, but there were quite a few. I think there were quite a few. Last yeah, I, I think you know um, I, I would have been very interested. So one of the one of the times because um, largely he did play well, but one of the times that Rutter made a, a mistake was he it, it slightly got the pass in the middle, so he had the ball on the right wing and he was crossing it for Kamara who was through. Uh, and if he'd have yeah, got that yeah. ball just blocked, right, it? yeah, yeah. Their, their if he'd got that ball right, it, it? It, it would have been good to see how Kamara handled being in that situation yeah. because we tend to see him further back. In fact, well, we we tend to see Kamara popping up all over the place, don't we? Uh, Kamara's, Kamara's brilliant. I, I Kamara's Kamara. everywhere. Um, yeah. um, and you know, another call out to a, a mate of ours, um, our, our mate Scotch Gaz. 
Um, said Kamara can't pass forwards and doesn't get forwards. Um, oh, for me, well, that's he's, not he's, true. He's, <laughs> but you know, that's in Scotch football as well, which you're thinking. You know, this guy, he might have been judging him against Champions League opposition. We don't know because they, they, they have been in Europe. But, um, you know, for me, again, I, I've said it a couple of times about a couple of players, but it's been a revelation since he's come into the side. Yeah. Because we're looking at um, Archie Gray thinking, you're playing really well. How do we drop you? How do we get you some space and, and some um, time on the bench or whatever so that we're not loading up too much on, on such a young man? Um, we ended up switching him to, to fullback to fill in that position there while Spence were out. Um, and, and then Kamara came in and he's not missed a beat. You know, no. his first game was slightly ropey, but it's gone a bit because he'd not played for a while. And then he had a couple of fine. um he had a couple of bit performances, didn't he, when he came in he came in for on a couple of games as a as a substitute to like kind of shore it up but kind of between him and Gruev. But I mean where where does that leave Gruev at the minute? I mean he's just Poor lad just sat there on bench. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like when when Spence comes in and it's, I kind of hoped I'd, we'd see Spence last night actually, but obviously you know Saturday's going to be literally was literally just around the corner, so hopefully it'll be it'll feature then. But if Spence starts then at, at right back, that obviously leaves Archie Gray potentially on the bench. And I'm, if I see Archie Gray on the bench and I want something to happen in the middle, he's the first player I'm going to be picking. So that's yeah. going to drop it even further. Unless, obviously, we're trying to defend a leader. Well, you know, that's that's kind of more of his game. But we, we were sold Gruev as kind of like a, a clicky kind of number eight that can do a little bit of box-to-box, a little bit of everything. Um, so I don't really know where he will feature at all, if I'm totally honest. It's a good conundrum. It's a headache for, for, for Fark, obviously, but... Archie Gray, we need to we need to manage his time, obviously, but you know his ceiling's huge, absolutely huge. But we need to keep him happy because obviously, if if the if there are clubs sniffing around him at the end of the season, we may struggle to keep all of him, especially if we're not giving him the the game time that he probably deserves. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a tricky one. Um, there's Brenda's ghost in the comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this up for you. Stewie D at left back, perhaps. Yeah, Where and does... I did mention you know somebody likes Stewie D that can play left and can play right and do both well. Um, I think I think my my only concern with thinking that it's going to actually be Stewie D is just how long he's been out. There is no guarantee yeah. that he'll be able to play at the level that he was. Now, we all hope that he will, um, and uh, us being able to see the way that you know we we knew that uh, nine times out of plenty, ten he were playing injured even when he even before he had the big injury. Um, so if anybody's got the mentality and the will to actually get back to the level, then it's going to be him. Yeah. Um, but you know what is he now? 32. That said, it's mate, going to be so know, tough for him. It's going to be incredibly hard. I mean, obviously, you know, Fart does mention him every now and again, that obviously he's a long-term injury and he's, and he's working back and stuff, but I think he's going to really, really struggle to make any kind of impact. Um, yeah. It might be a bit part player. It might be a, so long, farewell. I, I certainly think that's the case with Ailing. Although the the whole um, contract extension thing that you said earlier has kind of thrown me a little bit. I think it's the last time we see Cooper. I think Dallas will probably. I think that'll be it for him. You know, I th- I'd love to see Stuart Dallas. I, I love that that guy. I think he's. A, I really want to see warrior. him on the pitch. Before, regardless of anything yeah. else, if if he doesn't get back to the level, I really want to see him on the pitch yeah. with the Leeds get on playing. Absolutely. One of One the more games time before the end of the season. Yeah, a few more yeah. times, giving him a bit of a send-off and yeah, stuff. The way that Click went, if it's going to be um, Stewie D's last season, some of the memories that we had with him and, and you know, yeah. uh, and the fact that he was there through Bielsa, but he was there, uh, you know, um, 
just even like the the Man City game stuff like that, we need to be able to give him a send off and tell him mm. you know how much we appreciate. The, the, the game that sticks out most for me about about Dallas was the um, semi final at home against Derby. He took that game by the scruff of the absolute neck. He did. It was he unreal. Did. And to be fair, so did Jamie Shackleton. He, he had a fantastic game that game as well. But Stuart Dallas, like when you need someone to step up to the plate, Dallas is always there and will always yeah. put his absolute heart and soul into every single performance. I hope yeah, to God that, that we managed to get... We might have been all right. Um, I I really really do hope we do see him back in the team but I just think with the quality of the squad at the minute I think he's going to struggle unless he's unless like I say comes back absolutely fit and firing and then you know we'll 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 take it from there but just one thing Tasha um, she she says she's she's in I think she's in hospital so all the best hope you uh, hope you're fixed and well relatively soon Tasha Uh, but apparently uh, meds are kicking in yeah, Medzik again, so she's going to catch us later. So all the best of you recover soon. Um, yeah, all goes well. Not another Leeds podcast. So Danny's in the comments saying, Kamara shoulder drop could send Grimes back to his mums. I took great <laughs> pleasure in shouting something quite offensive at Matt Grimes when it was relatively close <laughs> to our our stand. And I hope to God he bloody heard it as well. But it was it If he had him heard it, he would have actually cried on the pitch. So maybe Probably. Absolutely. Sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Um, so yeah, I, I I I think I think to go back to the question I asked you, um, I, I think probably Jimmy again for me, um, he's just so good, but not just good on the ball. I think it is clear that Rutter's good on the ball, uh, and nobody would argue with that now. But I think um, he's not just good on the ball; he's effective with it just about every time he gets it. He's setting people up. He's he's putting people away. He's scoring goals. He's getting assists. Um, I think he's second in the league. So Smoditz has got 13 goals um, uh, and, and I think maybe one or two assists. Um, and in terms of goals and assists, I think he's the only person that Jimmy's behind if you combine goals and assists yeah. um, in, in the league. And and that's some some going, uh, especially when there's so much competition in our squad. Yeah. Um, I think the only real strange thing for me is how long he stayed on the pitch last night because I expected him to be one of those subbed off quite early on. Um, mm. Well, when I say early on, when when we'd got when we got uh, a two goal cushion, I expected it to be Jimmy that came off purely yeah. on principle that I expect him to play at the weekend. Um, and he it, it, it wasn't the one one of the early ones that came off, was it? Dan James came off and um, yeah. and Ruta came off. Um, so, from a perspective of the lineup for the next game, which we can touch upon because um, there's not going to be a main pod in between. Um, who do you see starting on the wings? I would say that it'll be unchanged. I think it'll be relatively unchanged. I mean, you'd be stupid to change it, wouldn't you? I mean, this is my it's like my mantra. You don't change a winning team. <laughs> you yeah. really don't. You don't fuck with a winning team, especially one that, you know, is doing so well. I mean, I think in his last fight, I mean, the, the, I can't remember um, where I saw this, but one of the guys tweeted us on our pod account earlier today. Um, that when you actually look at the over the last five games, the points that have been that, that taken over the last five games, Leicester have got seven, Ipswich have got eight, and we've got thirteen. You don't need any more stats. That's it. That that's that's your stat. You know, we're playing yeah. well, we're playing efficient football, and we, we, you know, you don't change. So unless unless there's injuries, unless there's a natural reason to do so, then fair enough. But I think we we're relatively unchanged going into Middlesbrough. Who are missing uh, a certain Mr. Greenwood as well, which is a boost, um, a boost, a boost, even <laughs> a boost for us. Is that a boost um, and a bonus? 
And a boost and a bonus. <laughs> bonus a, a, well, whatever. whatever. A boost. I don't know. A boost. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's a shot in the arm for us as well. But I think you know, given our home form and the fact that we're playing so well at the minute, it gives us it gives us great confidence going into this next game. Um, so how far so, yeah. does your Dutch change a winning team carry you if Spence is fully fit and available and trains well this week? I still think we start Gray. I think I think we still start Archie Gray. I'd, because because he's been injured for so long and he's only just coming back in, it's not for me for me you don't start him. But then again, it's Jed Spence and he's absolutely quality. So I don't know. But for like I'm I'd be a hypocrite if I said any different. So I'm I'm sticking with Archie Gray. And then see maybe Jed Spence coming in a little bit later in the game, perhaps. I suppose yeah, it depends how it pans minutes, out, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it, it depends how it pans out, doesn't it? You know. I don't think it does. I think if, if you if you if you're looking after a two goal win, uh, a, a two goal cushion, then you can bring him on because his pace is going to uh, see him through. Um, as we saw in that that just ten minutes when he when he came on um, earlier in the season. Um, the the challenge that he made in the box is a challenge that Ailing just can't make because he's just not going to get back. He wouldn't have been there. I mean, to be fair, no. he was aided with a, a, a miniature slip. He did trip over um, to make that block, which was funny. <laughs> I saw that because I was smack but, bang in line. Thought you lucky bastard. But he had but to I'm get glad. there. No, yeah, exactly. That's my main. Yeah, Ailing wouldn't have even. But it has still been turned around with Ailing. You know? <laughs> and I don't and I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into a, a Ailing hating um, little little thing that I'm about to go on now because it's not because he's an absolute fantastic servant to the club. He's doing his coaching badges and all sorts of stuff in behind the scenes. Apparently, you know, he, he's an icon. Luke Ailing's an icon. Like Liam Cooper is an icon. Like friggin' Stuart Dallas. I won't go as far as saying legends because I don't think many of them are. But you know. We're indebted to him, and I don't, you know, the, this last couple of seasons where obviously his age is starting to take hold of him and he's, he's slowing down, his, his performances are maybe, you know, stooping a little bit. I don't want that to detract from the good things and the cracking performances that we had when we signed Luke Hill, and they were an absolute revelation at right back, it were brilliant. And look what he, you know, and look then, what he cost, yeah, exactly, an absolute steal. What would it 500 grand? I think it cost, don't even us. think it with that, don't even think it with that. 200 Bristol, grand City, him, Bristol City, we got him from, yeah. Little uh, yeah. little dwarf that let him go for nothing. That's it. Um, Four hundred grand. Bremner's ghost says in comments. So you know, for that return, you know, it's just not even worth mentioning, is it? So not- yeah, um, yeah. Do you know what? I'd love to see Ailing back at, in, in a coaching role, like I would love to see Cooper or Dallas or any of the other sour so old I, guy I from think- that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, uh, and I've said it right from, maybe not right from the start, but from seeing how effective he was under Bielsa, I think Stewie D is one of the ones that goes on to be an absolute class manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because he could play anywhere. Um, it brings in the comments in in our group chat saying 200,000. So anyway, it was somewhere around. No, I want somewhere 200, between it was about, it was about half a million. I think Bremner's I two. closer with four. But um, but no, um, I I think Dallas is one of those that because he can play anywhere, it means that he sees the game in a different way, dependent on the way that he needs to see it, and he can kind of adapt. And being able to adapt, I think um, lots of people when they spoke about Glenn Oddle before he retired said that he was going to be a world class coach because of how good he was as a footballer. And actually, um, beyond um, being England manager, what he'd said is he'd always struggled because he asked his players to do things that he could do 
Um, but they couldn't do it. <laughs> they, they weren't as good as him. Um, yeah. uh, Dallas is so adaptable and sees the game so well. Uh, and that's why he's so adaptable. That's, I, think, um, I, think, I think that's something that he'll be able to leverage as a, as a gaffer. And I think he'll do really well. That's where the original utensil comment it is from. It is. That was me describing <laughs> Stuart Dallas as a utensil player when I actually meant utility. As rightly you clipped me, you bastard. And now it's forever ingrained in our podcast. Um, We've had so, a question of how much was Dallas. I think he was... He, it's all right, him coming off now when we're, about to, when we're about to bugger off. I think he was about 1.2, 1.3 with Dallas. So he wasn't cheap, but at the same time... No, Dallas uh, wasn't well cheap. We're going from, from Brentford. But I think I've just had a quick Google and, and, and Brent, Bryn's right. It was 200 grand. You mean What's Gilly's right? Because Gilly said it before Bryn did. Oh, did he? Luke just come. Has he, has he yeah, joined he wrong link? The silly gone. sod. I don't what know. He's gone now. Cat's fake. What a dickhead little pod whore he is. <laughs> oh, that's right. With, he's on with Joey. He's going on with he's just on, Joey. On with Joey. <laughs> oh, Joe, friends. What a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, which is probably our um, our hat nod to, to, to uh, make tracks. But um, yeah, just. Uh, um, I, I have captured it because uh, Alison's been in the comments. A, a few have been in the comments, but Alison was the first one that I saw. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot now, and I'm going to ask you for a prediction. And the first one I'm going to say is Alison said 1-1. One, one. Really? Um, which for Ooh. the fans' prediction would be minuses if we end up getting the, the result. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that I'm goes. Gonna, but, um, um, where are you going to go? I think I'm going to go 2-1 leads. Oh, I've written mine. I've gone through one. <laughs> Have you gone through one as well? Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. You know, Middlesbrough aren't a pushover. They're they're a good team. Um, and dare I say it, they've got a good manager who likes to play good football. So I think it'll be, scum. yeah, he's scum. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they play decent football. I mean, they they were they were right up there end of last year, and they've had a bit of a slow start to this season. But I think you know, with a little bit of momentum, they'll 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 kind of climb the league a little bit. But yeah, I think um, I think we'll have the upper edge on them. I think our quality will be too much for them, and I think we'll we'll probably beat them. But stranger things and have when, happened. And when you see a side in tenth, you think, well, they can't be doing particularly well. They are three points off six. That it's yeah. just how close the uh, the league is. You know, they, they are really only compact. eight points behind us, and that's how far yeah. we are behind Leicester. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's not. This that is what big this is what I mean. Like we're thinking, oh Christ, you know, they're, they're right up there. But you know, people have completely written us off as contenders for 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 the league and say that Leicester have pretty much won it already. It's like, come on, man, have you listened to what you're saying? <laughs> so, um, so you yeah. know, it would be very easy for for Middlesbrough to uh, to leapfrog a few sides and end up. Fourth, fifth, sixth within yeah. a couple of games. Um, mm. Beyond us, obviously, because they're not going to get us anything against us. I think, um, <laughs> like you say, we once we get this winter out of the way, once they've uh, we've all been battered and bruised over the Christmas period, I think we're going to see some some daylight between a few teams. I think we'll see some gaps opening up um, at the top end of the table. But it's going to be fun and it's going to be chaos. But I'm here for it. it. Is. And I can't wait. It is. Um, and, you know, I, I, just to go back to the theme that we started off with, really, is um, I think just as, as fans, we've just got to suck it up and, and do our best to enjoy it because it's not going to be champagne all the time. Uh, no. We're going to play against some absolute fucking dross and we're going to really struggle sometimes. We're going to struggle. Well, we already have. Yeah. So let's let's just get into it and enjoy it and enjoy being there and enjoy being towards top at league and um, we Leeds United and we're going up. That's right. <laughs> right thanks to everybody that's got involved in the comments again 
uh, thank you to yourself, Mr. Smart, uh, who I might see uh, soon in um, maps and guns and shooting. Yes, from... absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, everybody, enjoy your evening and um, let's get into them bastards uh, at the borough and another three points at the weekend. We'll see you all Sorry. again soon. Take care. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at AutoKnowBetter with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.